Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Reimagined Schools podcast. As we roll on into our summer series, I'm your host, Greg Goins. My special guest today is Dr. Jim Van Allen, Vice President of the Power of Positive Schools program with the John Gordon Companies. Jim is a professional speaker. He's also a professor of communications. And most importantly, he's been leading the Positive Schools program for John Gordon for 15 years now. And as you know, John Gordon is a best-selling author and speaker uh, and has produced such books as The Energy Bus in 2007, which is still a bestseller today in 2021. So in this episode, uh, Jim's going to share information on how you can become part of the Power of Positive Schools programs. A couple really neat um, you know, ways to do that. The first is really kind of a train-the-trainer opportunity for school administrators in which you will go through the principles of two of my favorite books from John Gordon, The Power of Positive Leadership and The Power of a Positive Team. So that's one way to become a certified district there in positive leadership. The other way is more of a whole school approach with uh, school leadership, teachers, uh, students, and community members with the Energy Bus for Schools program. And again, that is based off the bestseller, The Energy Bus. So this was a great conversation with Jim Van Allen and uh, a lot to, to learn here in this conversation as you think about creating a more positive school culture for next school year. My conversation with Dr. Jim Van Allen begins right now. I'm Jake Miller from the Educational Duct Tape Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect those of others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Reimagined Schools podcast, the show that shines light on positive leadership, technology integration, and innovative solutions to transform our schools. Featuring many of the nation's top educators, tune in each week to hear from best-selling authors, popular speakers, and thought leaders throughout K-12 education as we continue the conversation on how to create better schools for kids. From the podcast studio in Georgetown, Kentucky, here's your host, Dr. Greg Goins. My guest today is Dr. Jim Van Allen, and so excited to have him with us today to talk about all the amazing things going on with the John Gordon Companies, and more specifically, the Power of Positive Schools program. How are you, Jim? I'm doing great, Greg. Good to be with you. You know, it's been a while since we've had a chance to really see each other face-to-face, -face. Uh, you know, probably been three or four years now when the Energy Bus for Schools program first launched, but I know there are a lot of exciting things going on with the John Gordon Companies. So let's kind of begin there, if we could, just talk about, you have a fascinating story in, in how you actually met John through a cold email, and you had, had a desire to be a professional speaker at a young age. So just kind of walk us through your relationship with John, and then we'll tell the listeners a little bit more about John's work and what you're doing with the schools program. Sure, sure. Yeah, my, my story is, is great because, you know, I'm one of these guys who could sit here and say I'm actually like living my purpose and living what I've always wanted to do. And I remember being, you know, in college and wanting to be a professional speaker because I'd seen these amazing keynote speeches in high school. You know, I would go to these conferences and see these, these men and women on stage doing a great job. And, 
and saying, you know what, I think I could do that. I think that could be a really fun job, but how do you, how do you get into that, you know, that, that industry, that enterprise? So I was sort of at a crossroads in college where I could have gone the, the traditional work route. I had some internships lined up in the public relations sector, but then I always had this desire to be a speaker. So I had some friends of mine who had seen John speak in summer of 2006. So this was before he was big time, before Energy Bus, before any of that. And they said, you know what? He's, you should email him. They said, He's, he only lives an hour from you. I was at the University of Florida. He was in Jacksonville. So I said, all right, let's, let's do it. You know, and I'd emailed speakers before in the past and nobody responded. So I emailed John one night in August of 06 and just explaining my desire to be a speaker, impact the world, asking for some help. What do you do? And he wrote me back that night and he gave me his personal cell phone number and he said, I'd love to help. Let's talk. And that was August 2006. And we've had a great relationship from there to the present day where I'm now a vice president in his company running his entire education division that includes the energy bus for schools, that includes power positive schools. And it's been a journey that's taken me to almost 40 states around the country, speaking in schools and companies and, and audiences of five people to 3,000 people. And I, I owe a lot to John for, for that and for you know one single email that can change the course of your life. Yeah. And I love that story because uh, we, we talk so much about taking a risk, taking a chance. And just having grit to be able to go out and chase your dreams. And, you know, that your story perfectly exemplifies, you know, just sending that cold email and saying, hey, this is who I am. You know, I love what you're doing. I want to be a part of it. And, you know, what a great lesson for school leaders as, you know, we're going to jump in and talk more about uh, the positive school leadership programs. But for those listeners out there, maybe not familiar with John Gordon, I'll give, give, give everyone a really quick rundown. And then we can talk a, a little bit more about the, the school programs. But you know, John is one of the, the nation's premier authors and speakers on positive school leadership. He's the author of 23 books now, which that alone amazes me. I think 11 of those are on, uh, have been bestsellers. Uh, you know, he's worked with professional sports teams. Uh, you'll hear him talk a lot about working with Dave Roberts and the Los Angeles Dodgers, Dable Sweeney, head coach of the Clemson football Tigers. So he's just got such a great uh, resume. And you certainly want to follow John on Twitter at John Gordon 11 and maybe subscribe to his e-newsletter at johngordon.com. But when I think I've had the chance to meet John a couple times, it's just an amazing human being. But when I think about the success that he's had just in that simple message that you have to be intentional each day about being positive, positive in your relationships, positive in your actions, whether you're a school leader or a, a CEO of a business, just that, that message of positivity just rings true for everyone. Well, and, and think about what's the opposite of that, right? There's the way we look at it is there's no middle ground. There's no, there's no middle ground. There's, there's no apathy. You're positive or you're negative. You're a positive leader or you're not. And in, in our era now, we need as many positive leaders in our school campuses as possible who want to put students first. And more importantly, too, they, they want to put culture first, because if you put culture first, then everything else falls in line underneath that, right? Your student relationships, your relationships with parents, with, with colleagues, with the community. So, you know, John always talks about this, but culture is not one thing, right? Culture is everything. 
Yeah. And, you know, John also talks about leadership being a transfer of belief. And that's certainly, you know, you, you carry that message whenever you go out and speak and you work with schools. Uh, I think about just, um, you know, I, I call it the big three, the big three books that John has that really provide the foundation for your program. The Energy Bus, of course, which came out in 2007. I, I can't believe it's still a bestseller. I just saw recently it's still on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list after all this time. So that, along with the power of positive leadership and the power uh, of a positive team, that's really kind of the foundation for your school's program. Uh, and so, again, we're going to talk about that. But before we go there, if you think about the 23 books that John's written, you know, like my personal favorite is you went in the locker room first, but also books that kind of take you on a spiritual journey, uh, per se, like The Carpenter or The Seed, those types of books. Uh, what's the favorite book other than Energy Bus uh, for Jim Van Allen? When, when people ask me this, I always say the book The Seed. And when I, when I read The Seed, I think it was 2011, I, I thought I was reading about me. Uh, it was about this guy who was trying to find his purpose, right? What's, what's, the, what's your purpose? How do you get planted in somewhere? What are you supposed to do? And that book has always stood out to me. And unfortunately, I've only, had to, I've only been able to do one training on that book in all these years. I did a full-day training for M. Uh, Era market Clemson. I wish I could do more on the seed, but I, I've always just been fascinated with with purpose. What are you supposed to do? And that's what drove me to be a great speaker. And I know that's what drives a lot of school leaders and teachers to be great and to continually try to excel there because you feel like it's your calling and it's your purpose to be in that school in that place. Let's face it, teachers. You don't go there for the money, right? You go there for the impact that you're going to have, the purpose that you feel. So the seed always stands out to me. And I think a, a close second right now is John's book he wrote with Damon West, The Coffee Bean. And we've had, you know, we'll talk about the program, but the, you know, year one is Energy Bus. And I have a feeling that years two and three of schools joining the program are going to be about the coffee bean and about you transforming the environment around you and not just waiting to be transformed or waiting for success to find you. So I just love the idea of the coffee bean telling people, hey, you know what? You want change? You got to go make it. Be a person of, of action. I'll tell you what, there's, you know, there's one thing in my mind that stands out that I have no patience for, and that is laziness. <laughs> people who are lazy, uh, leaders who are lazy. No, it's not how I operate in my life. It's not how our family operates. And then the coffee bean is definitely the opposite of that. They want you to be people of, of action and of solution and of belief. So those two for sure, the seed, the coffee bean, uh, something about these small little things that stand out to me, seeds, coffee beans, I don't know, but you know, it's something that that's small, right? Faith is small of a mustard seeds can explode. So uh, those two for sure are worth checking out. Quick, easy reads too. And you know, when we talk about school culture, that, that's always a fascinating topic to me as a former school superintendent, former principal, somebody who works with aspiring school leaders. We all know how important culture is, but I think one of the problems or one of the barriers we have is when you say the word culture, that means a lot of things to a lot of different people. So what does culture mean to, uh, to Jim Van Allen? And how do we know if we're being intentional about moving in the right direction? You know, culture is, and here's the thing about culture. It's, it's dynamic, right? It's not, it's not static. It's not, it, it can change almost daily, weekly. It can definitely, it can change with the winds, but 
culture to me, if you're looking at a school from a culture, you know, it's this, it's the, a lot of it is these intangibles. So, you know, you walk into the building and it's this sense you get when you look at what's on the walls. It's a sense you get when you look at people walking by you, are they smiling? Are students talking and laughing? Is it a bright environment? So it's more than just the environment they find themselves in, you know, the, the actual physical environment. But we're talking about the mental environment too. It's we're talking about how people are, are functioning on a relational level. We're talking about how teams are functioning in with good with communication, good communication. So communication relationships to me are, are a massive part of, of culture. And that's why it's not just environment, because you know, a building is not going to change. It could maybe a coat of paint. That's why it's dynamic. It's always changing because the attitudes you bring in every single day, the the complaining you may bring in every single day is going to change or tilt or pivot that that positive culture, uh, you know, almost uh, on a roundabout way. So if you have some programs and if you have some thinking that's that's always talking about being positive, communicating effectively, attitude, and you're always reinforcing those things then you're going to be more likely to have a, a positive culture that's not going to pivot you know, a ton if, if there is a little wind of negativity that comes through. It's going to be strong enough to withstand that because everybody believes and buys in that, okay, this is going to be a positive place and I play a massive role in determining if it is a positive place or not. Yeah, and I think that's well said. And you know, I've been in a lot of schools over the years and uh, I often describe culture as, you know, it's what you see, it's what you hear, um, you know, it's the language that you use. It's kind of all these things mashed up together. And I can typically tell within the first 10 or 15 minutes that I enter a school building what that school culture is like, because, you know, it's simple things like how does the the office staff uh, treat you or speak to you when you walk in? When you see kids, do they look like they're in a happy place? Is it an environment that's student-centered? Uh, is there strong uh, staff relationships? And you can see that stuff pretty quickly. You know, what's funny about that is so, you know, you've been in schools most of your right adult career and I've, I've been in hundreds of schools or so the last 12 years. And I honestly can tell almost immediately, like you said, walking into that cafeteria or library, we're ever going to have the training and I'll know almost instantly how much work I'm going to have to put in to, you know, draw people into the material just based on what I see, what I hear and who makes eye contact with me or is, or is interacting with me or they just put in the walls up right away. I was uh, at, a, at a school in Ohio a few weeks ago, one of my first in-person events in, in almost nine months. And you know they were so hospitable. They told me where to stay, where to go get something to eat the night before. They met me at the door. They walked me in. They, they, they you know, brought me out to lunch first before the rush came so I could eat and then get ready for the presentation. Like it was very, it was very, you know, hands-on. And then I've been to places where I, and I can't even find the principal, right? I, I don't even know where I'm going. Nothing is set up. You know, people kind of, kind of, you know, stroll in, not starting on time. And I know I have to bring it, you know, a lot that day. Not that I, you know, I bring it all the time, but there's some days where you just have to really bring it. So that's, there's definitely something to that, uh, to what you see, what you feel, and think about a parent, think about a community member, think about a kid coming on campus and they're impacted by that. They're affected by that. They, you know, human beings have this real strong sense of, of energy and feeling and emotions. And we, John, we talk about this in our research on 
heart math at Harvard, they've, they've talked about how you can feel energy and emotions five, 10 feet away. And that's how it is on our school campuses. I would, I would encourage any of your school leaders listening, if you were to do a straw poll of 100 people in your community and ask them about your, your campus, what would they say about it? Would it all be positive? Would it be negative? Would it be 50-50? You know, sometimes those gut initial reactions tell you really how the campus culture is at that school. Yeah, and, and you know, it's interesting because whenever you're in those schools that, uh, you know, maybe are on the negative culture side, a lot of times it's because there's a lot of conflict. There's just a lot of uh, very low morale. Uh, there's just a lot of negativity. And I often tell people that want to be school leaders that the, the most difficult thing that you have to do is you have to confront that negativity head on. And, you you know, if you allow those things to happen, it's just going to continue to fester and build and you're going to move in the wrong direction. And it's hard to have uncomfortable conversations, you know, if you're the principal with a teacher or a staff member. And this is going to kind of get into the training that you guys provide. But, you know, what advice do you give principals that have to confront that negativity? You know, John Gordon talks about the energy vampires. They're there. Uh, they're in every school. It's just you know, a process of divide and conquer and trying to get everyone moving the right direction. Well, remember where there's a void in communication, negativity is going to fill it. So when there's a void in, in having that type of conversation, it's going to be filled with negativity. It's going to be filled with, with perception. Here's an interesting, and I want to touch on that. So here's an interesting activity I've done with a lot of schools where I've and I'll get school leaders up. And I just did this with a bunch of school principals and I do this with teachers all the time. I'll stand in the middle of the room and I'll hold a big sign up that says conflict. And I'll say, pretend I'm conflict, pretend I'm conversation, pretend I am that critical conversation that you have to have. Right. And I say, I want everybody to stand up and I want you to move around the room in relation to how comfortable you feel about conflict or confrontation. Stand close to me. If you're more comfortable with it, stand away from me if you're not you're not feeling it at all. And it's amazing. I'll have people who will get under desks and hide. I'll have teachers or principals who will leave the room. Somebody went out to the parking lot once and waved at me. I have some people just standing right up to me and breathing down my neck. So people have all these varying levels of comfort with, with conflict and critical conversation. And some of the interesting things I've noticed is I've had a lot of principals do this activity and their backs are flat against the wall. Right. And, and I'll, I'll look at them and I'll say, what's going on? You know, and, and in a smaller and more intimate group, I've had some principals say, listen, you know, and I, and we treat it almost as a therapy session. They say, you know, a lot of these people, are my friends, I've been in this town, I've been in this school for a long time. I don't want to upset anything. It makes me, you know, it just makes me feel awkward. So I, I try to please people too much. And then I'll have others who are really close to me who say, Hey, it doesn't mean that I love conflict and that I'm like, you know, in one of these Rocky movies here, you know, I, it just means that I'm just better at it. I'm not, I'm not afraid to have it because I know when we do have these conversations, we're all going to grow from it. So I try to spin it that way with the people who are a little more comfortable in conflict and say, you know, I don't like to use the band-aid approach because that, 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 that hurts, but people just don't know how to do conflict um, appropriately. They don't know how to have these critical conversations and I think that's because we lead with emotions. So if you lead with emotion too much and you're trying to talk to a teacher, then it's going to get emotionally and then emotional and it's going to put, everybody's going to put the walls up. But if we can sort of, and, and if we don't, if we don't have these regular conversations and maintain the relationship, 
and the only time you're talking to them is when there's conflict or something you need to address with them, then of course, there's going to be walls that put up. So if I'm a school leader, I'm going to sit there and say, I need to focus on having regular, ongoing interactions to maintain a positive relationship with my principal, with my teachers, with my staff. So sometimes I'm having conversations about good things that are happening. Sometimes I'm having conversations about just life. And then every once in a while, I may need to pivot or tweak or, or, or address something. And it's just part of the normal flora of conversation and communication, right? If you have four interactions with, with a teacher that year and three of them have been about something negative, then of course, they're just going to associate you with conflict and then everybody's going to be uncomfortable. So the number one job as a school leader, that I, and I've told them people this before, your number one job your principal superintendent, it's relationships. Okay. You hire the right people to, you know, to manage your schools. You hire curriculum directors and professional development directors, and you oversee all that. Your job is relationships. It is to have one-on-one, small group, big meetings, whatever you got to do to make sure it's ongoing communication. Because I'll go right back to what I said. Without ongoing communication, where there's a void in communication, negativity will inevitably fill it. Yeah, and again, I think that's spot on and, and great advice for school leaders. Um, so, folks, you want to follow Jim uh, on Twitter at Jim Van Allen. You also want to check out his podcast. It's a great listen. The name of it is Communicate to Motivate. And, Jim, you and John both just did a free webinar on the, uh, on the website, um, the positive, of positive, uh, power of positive schools.com. And uh, that was about a, a 45, 50 minute. A webinar. You had a lot of folks from around the country tune in, and it really it was a um, a big new launch of the Positive Schools program. So, can you kind of talk about? I don't want to use the word rebranding, but you it's really kind of a a different approach to what you're doing with Positive Leadership. It is, and and just on a side note, that webinar was a lot of fun. If anybody had a, has a chance to listen to it, go to you know go to powerpositiveschools.com/slash/webinar. I've known John for, like I said, 16 years. That was my first webinar I did with him. And we had a lot of fun. We, we did. He's, 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 it's, it's fun to see him in action. I don't get to see him speak a lot because we're all on different schedules. So when I do it, it is, it is a treat just to tap into his knowledge base uh, for sure. But when John, you know, me coming into the role as kind of the director of this Energy Buster Schools program was a natural fit for me. I've been talking to schools since the beginning. And the beginning to me is 09, 2010, when I was first starting out with John as a trainer. I met him in 06, an intern forum, and did sales forum and marketing and a little bit of speaking here or there. But really, schools was my bread and butter from the very beginning. So for 10 years, 11 years, I talked to schools. I was in and out of schools. So when John, you know, when, when he approached me, we talked about me kind of uh, taking over the program and, and, you know, I was, I call it sort of 2.0. It was a, it was a natural fit. And, and I, I told him, I said, you're never going to have anybody who will work as hard as me on, on this program. And we're, we're managing hundreds of incoming leads. Now we're signing up schools left and right. And I think that's, I know that's because there we're approaching a new year, you know, where COVID's not going to be the center of conversation in schools and they want the center of conversations to come back to creating a positive school campus, creating a positive climate. And what we've done is we're, we've, we're going we're gonna to use the Energy Bus specifically in our Energy Bus program to help you do that. And the best part is that it's all, and what principals will tell me is they said, well, we want something that's sustainable all year. We don't just want a one and done training. 
That's what this is. It is all year-long training that brings the energy bus principles to life one month at a time. You get to kind of zoom focus on that month's energy bus rule if you're in this in the energy bus program. And you get to interact with yours truly and John Gordon once a month. We're going to have a coaching call once a month with just energy bus for school leaders. So if you're a principal in that program, you get to be on that call. Just like that webinar, we're going to be you know facilitating great conversation and I'm excited to be hearing a lot from the principals who are going through the program and saying, hey, what are you doing this month? What are the activities you're trying? Hey, we're doing Love Your Passengers. Okay, well, we gave you some things in the activity guide that you can do, but what have you done beyond that? So I'm looking forward to some really engaging conversation uh, with all of our Energy Bus school leaders. Yeah, and you know, I kind of see the Energy Bus for Schools program as a, as a school-wide based model, and, and everyone gets involved from the, the leadership in the school to teachers, to staff, to kids. And, and, you know, obviously the theme of the Energy Bus book and, you know, everyone wanted to move the same direction and fuel up. And there's just, it's a great program. You know, I've been a part of it and I highly recommend it. But the thing I think I'm most excited about is what you're doing now, certifying uh, leadership teams in schools uh, with the power of positive leadership and the power of positive teams. I think that is a great move forward for you guys. And that's going to be a really central component of our Power of Positive Schools program. And, and the Power of Positive Schools does focus on John's other two best-selling books, The Power of Positive Leadership and The Power of a Positive Team. And what we started to do and what we're going to be really launching in the fall and spring are basically, you know, training school leaders like principals and district leaders in and certifying them to be a to be able to do the training themselves. So I may have 10 principals in the room from that district and we'll certify them to be power positive leadership trainers. And then they can go into their own schools and train the schools on the material, but then they have an unlimited amount. They can go into as many schools as they want and train on it. So, and it's a full day training that they get to do that brings the principles from that book to life. Who doesn't want to have more positive leadership in their life and have great relationships and, and bring those concepts onto their campuses so I know that's going to be a big, big aspect moving forward. It already is where we, we we certify you to take the material into your district, into your schools, and then you can go beyond that if you want to. You'll have the license to be able to say, well, I have a neighboring district or a friend over here, and you can go in and, and train their, their leaders as well, uh, all under the banner of this Power Positive Schools program. And, and there's a wonderful website. Again, the name is powerofpositiveschools.com. Again, that's where you can find the recent webinar that Jim and John did and all the information about the programs, how to sign up, how to connect. So you certainly want to do that. So, uh, I, you know, probably most people listening to this podcast right now are thinking, okay, Jim, this sounds wonderful, but what does a day look like if, if we sign up and bring you or someone, uh, one of the trainers to my district, what does that day look like and what can I expect? What would, how would you answer that question? If you are looking, if you're, if they're looking for energy bus training, so what's great about the actual energy bus for schools program is that you can do, you can be in the program and not have a trainer come to your school. You can do a self-guided route where you get the activity guides and you sort of run through the activities every month, you you know, yourself on your own. And then you come to the coaching call and, you know, you get the ongoing support and feedback that way. And that's a much more cost-effective option. I'd say if you wanted to kind of be in that certified program without bringing a trainer to your school. 
But if you have the budget and you have the time and the 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 ability to bring a trainer to your school to do especially energy bus training on your campus, we do full day and half day training. And what I can tell you is from somebody who is, you know, who wrote the program and who has been doing energy bus for a long time, I think the one thing you'll take a big thing you'll take away is it's interactive. Uh, it's not a sit and get. I mean, you're going to have teachers and staff writing and then talking to each other in small groups and then getting up and doing something. So, and then listening to great stories and moving around a little bit. So it is definitely an interactive day and we go through as many of the energy bus principles as we can. And I think the cool part is that it's less about teaching what the principles from the book are because anybody can read the book and it's more about what do you do now? What's next? How do you take these principles into the classrooms, into the campus? So we'll, we'll be brainstorming all day on, okay, we just talked about desire, vision, focus, move your bus in the right direction. You've done some activities on it. Now, what are your ideas to implement this onto your campus? So they'll have an activity guide that has ideas in there too, but then they're also going to be coming up with that ideas as well. So it's just an idea generating session. Their brains are clicking, their brains are moving the whole time. And, and we, we, we build on their previous knowledge of reading the energy bus that they've done that to, to say, okay, what's next? And, you know, I can't think of a better time to really think about an overhaul, if you will, of school culture after going through COVID, you know, a, a full year in which kids and adults were not connected. And now we're going to have a chance to get out in schools again and kind of fire things up for a, a new school year. So kind of a fresh start and a great time to really think about some of these positive school programs. It is. And I think that's been the, the why we've had the biggest response uh, ever with, with when we do marketing pushes. And I'm like, man, I can't believe all this. This is unbelievable. Just the, and the principles all say the same thing. We're, we're tired from last year. Uh, our morale is needs a shot in the arm and we need something that's going to last. And the way we look at Energy Bus too, we don't look at it as just a theme for your school for that year, a fun theme. It can be. The bus theme is cool. But we, wanna, we want you to look at it as this is going to be your culture. This is going to be your foundation. This is going to be your rock. These rules and principles from the book are going to be something that you're going to be you're going to hire people and you're going to say, do they fit these rules from the book? You're going to do policies. You're going to say, you know what? Are we loving our passengers here? Are we fueling our ride with positive energy? So it becomes your culture. It's not just something you do. It's just to be something that you know you, you're like, hey, we can't live without this because it's, it's, it's exciting and it's, it's a really a big tribute to the mental health on campus as well. And, and Jim, thanks for your time. I could talk with you all afternoon about all the great things you're doing. But folks, you want to check out the uh, the Positive uh, Schools program. And uh, Jim is the real deal. He's one of the good guys out there that will come in and lead your school culture and help everyone uh, get that bus moving in the right direction. So thanks for your time, Jim. You're welcome. We only got one ride, right? We got to live it to our fullest. So I appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. That's a wrap on another episode of the Reimagined Schools podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. And a big thank you again to Dr. Jim Van Allen for spending some time with us to talk about the Power of Positive Schools program. You want to check that out again at the website, powerofpositiveschools.com. And if you're not familiar with John Gordon, folks, you need to jump on his website right now at johngordon.com. 
You can sign up for the e-newsletter, watch videos, and check out the vast collection of books, all designed to help you become a more positive school leader. As always, folks, be sure to like, share, and subscribe wherever you find your favorite podcast. And as always, fight for change each and every day to create better schools for kids. Thank you.